Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today we jump back into our um, discussion on social action. We're, try- we're, we're, we're teasing out some titles here and where we're going with this. We've gone, we've thrown out mission of the church and we've thrown out uh, <laughs> the church social, social um, saviors or social servants. So we're playing around with the areas of social action and uh, what is the mission of the church in that area. So, um, you know, we, we uh, uh, our youth group took a uh, civil rights pilgrimage this uh, summer, this past summer, and uh, something that kind of, well, many things stood out, but one in particular I thought about along these lines was we were uh, staying in Selma, uh, Alabama at St. Paul's, and uh, which St. Paul's is located just three blocks uh, from the Edmund Pettus Bridge, uh, where the uh, Bloody Sunday occurred and the marches, which eventually led to uh, the Capitol in uh, Montgomery. And um, we we went to morning, uh, the morning Eucharist there, uh, the worship service, and um, the priest there, he spoke about. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea, if I said that right, Arimathea, Arimathea, and um, one thing it was very interesting on 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 uh, the sermon that he gave. He said uh, he was speaking about, I believe, the John reading uh, where Joseph comes and takes Christ and takes him to um, bury him, and uh, which Nicodemus was there too in that version of the story, which was crazy. That kind of blows my mind. But anyway, the idea was that Joseph went against what uh, the Jewish council would have wanted, they said. So he, he it was taking a risk in doing this. And um, the, the person's point, the priest's point was, and this was kind of his tagline of the sermon, was he was caustic, casting doubt on the status quo. And he said that Christians are called to cast doubt on the status quo. And so as society does whatever it does, whether it's good or bad or whatever it is, Christians uh, can be called to cast doubt on that to make them rethink it. And is this what we're supposed to be doing as a culture, as a society? And um, I thought that was a great phrase of looking at uh, social action or fighting injustice and different things like that. Uh, But again, that was casting doubt on the status quo. So kind of leading down those lines of where we think um, the world stands and how people are treated and, and, and things like that. So back to social action and the and the mission of the church so we went through the first episode and mentioning the mission of the church one thing that seemed to be a glaring uh absence (laughs) was the great commission so um i'm sure that if you are from a um, evangelical background or um, fundamental background or something like that whenever we talk about the mission of church the first thing that comes to mind possibly is the great commission do you agree with that tom yes for <laughs> sure 100 <100%. laughs> percent. okay and why was that why why do you think that didn't come up the first episode because we're bad christians <laughs> no because um 
if you're in the evangelical world, your mission is to baptize people. If you're in the liberal church world, uh, your mission is to do social active social action projects. And the truth is, neither of them are right. Somewhere in between is probably the truth. Okay. So. Okay. Did I just give away the whole where I think the whole episode should go? <laughs> and we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Have a good day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Enjoy your coffee. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everett, thoughts? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing at the moment. Okay, here's okay. Let me pause because I fumbled around this. I think in the prayer episodes we recorded recently. What is what is? Uh, 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 we have terms that we throw around. There's fundamental, fundamentals, fundies, <laughs> as Tom calls them. <laughs> Then we refer to evangelicals, and then we go to liberals. What 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 categories are those, <laughs> and what's liberals? <laughs> Just curious. Well, they're Most all... of those things are from are uh, you know based upon perspective. Uh, I have found that you know a, a, a liberal in one place is a conservative in a in another. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. I think I think what I'm just saying is I think we use those those words and we don't have a set agreed definition of 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 what it is of of what it means. Um, I think that's just one of the challenges of words today is is that right. we don't have a shared uh, definition of what a you know what what a liberal is what an evangelical is and more what we're uh, doing when we use those terms when I use those terms. Is sort of a caricature of um, of a group, hmm, right? What, Tom, what were you going to say? I try to remember to say so-called liberals and so-called. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. But I always, I always forget, or I forgot to say that this time. But I agree with Everett. They're really terms that don't hardly mean anything, to be honest. Right. I think that's, um, you know, I think we've kind of gotten into this area and it seems like kind of the um, polarization of things happening, too, because when you throw out um, just like you did, when you throw out liberal, um, many minds will go to the political spectrum um, immediately and think of that is I mean, it's almost I feel like liberals like some kind of other third party now. You know, and um, and so I mean, I mean, we can talk. We can talk within sort of the Anglican tradition that you know that there is, um, you know, that there's these part. You know, there's the evangelical wing. There's the Anglo-Catholic wing. Um, you know, there was the 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 liberal wing, hmm. um, and so those have points of historical meaning, um, but in everyday usage, I think that what we're doing I, I don't know that they have as much meaning and this probably isn't what the i don't know is this what the episode's about no i just we've 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 touched on that so many times and never sat down and talked about it so i think it's okay uh because i'm actually kind of headed somewhere with this um and then the other term that i throw out there is progressive um okay. the progressive christian the liberal christian the evangelical christian the fundamentalist christian those kind of four areas and there may be more um that I'm not familiar with, but we've thrown them out so much that I don't know if we've ever talked about them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so is, do you, do you all view progressive Christians and liberal Christians in the same boat? 
out of curiosity? I think proper um, that that technically speaking, progressive and liberal um, technically mean different things, have different um, ends in okay. mind. Okay. Um, and so I, I think, in, again, in everyday usage, you know, uh, people who, who once considered themselves liberal, um, that, you know, that didn't pull well, so they started calling themselves progressive instead oh, of liberal. okay. But, but historically speaking, progressive and liberal meant different things. Okay. Okay. That's so li- 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 liberals, you know, tended to be, um, you know, more, more open to, to ideas. They, um, they believed in, in, uh, the free debate of, of arguments and, and, um, progressives have, uh, historically speaking, um, have not been open to, you know, um, so like ACLU would be an example of a liberal organization okay. because they defend the rights of even those who have what, you know, we would probably agree is repugnant speech. Everett Lees, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, Everett. <laughs> okay. So um, when going back to what Tom threw out about evangelicals and the, the so-called <laughs> liberals, I think, or so-called progressives, um, when you ask what the uh, mission of the church or and or um, the Great Commission in that area. Um, so when I think of the Great Commission, though, my thought is discipleship. And so um, what part of social action has to do with discipleship? What is that? What's that look like? So um, I've told you the story where I was in the church many times or my my former church where we started wanted to start a feeding ministry. And they said to me, right. in my former denomination, you know, what good is it? do us to feed them if they still go to hell mm-hmm. and the people from that perspective tend to do social action as part of the mission of the church not because they think they need to fix things or they're doing social action but they do it because they want to soften people's hearts so they will hear the gospel right and right. i think in in one sense but not in the sense that they mean. Social action has a lot to do with the gospel, but it's not to soften the hearts of the people receiving the help. It's to soften the hearts of the people who are giving the help. Who who has that perspective? The evangelicals have the perspective, Uh, or at least where I came from. I don't want to speak for all evangelicals, but where, where I came from, they would say that you did... We did social action to soften people's hearts so that they could hear us preach the gospel. Right, right, Let's right. Let's go in and feed these people so we can tell them about Jesus. Right. And you, your question is, what does social action have to do with discipleship? Well, the ancient Christian model was, I give alms to the poor, and as I do it, it makes it changes my heart. Right. The only, the only person, I'm not doing it to change other people's hearts, I'm doing it because... Jesus told us to love our neighbor as ourself. But right. as I do these good things, as I give alms to the poor, it changes me. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, absolutely. I, I learned to see Jesus. So in that sense, I think 
social action has something to do with making disciples, but not in the way mm. I grew up hearing it, in the exact opposite way. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I think that's a really profound and powerful point, and I feel like you're not reacting to it strongly enough. I'm sorry. Um, I'm Tom, I, that, that was that was just brilliant. Th- thank, thank, thank I think we're really in the episode at this point. I want to write a book on this. <laughs> um, if I had the discipline to do that. <laughs> so um, I, I was waiting for you to finish, man. So uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more, Tom. How's that? Is that pretty good? I mean, I don't know how much my agreement weighs, but. <laughs> um, well, and, and I think it's, uh, it, you know, the so, so the Greek word for church is ekklesia, which, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a thought that the early church saw themselves as an alternative to the Roman community in which they live by a different social, um, ethic. And so, um, if, you know, if you read, if you read Paul, Paul is taking the, the Roman, you know, the Roman, you know, social codes and is turning them on their heads or reinterpreting them in new ways. And so, um, you, you see, um, at least one view of the early church is that they're a powerful alternative to the dominant, you know, Roman empire. Um, and, and, and I think we lose, I think we lose that, um, because largely, especially in America, the church has sort of been the chaplain to the state. Hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Um, Tom, I, I, uh, on the view of changing hearts, I mean, I, I would say that's, (laughs) The 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 uh, and we talked about this on the first episode where you know I'd go out and and be a part of some feed food ministries and things like that and I would say that those types of involvement changed my softened my heart changed my heart uh, well a lot let's just go with that I don't want to start comparing things um, and so I, I I would agree with that and that's um, we have a uh, ministry at church where we serve a breakfast and a sack lunch called love thy neighbor. Um, and you know, it, it, um, there was an ongoing joke, uh, as it was in its early years about this is uh this is a relationship building <laughs> ministry amongst people of the church who are serving more so than it was to actually assist people outside. And, um, and because you show up and you're there for whatever, an hour and a half, you're going to get really get to know people and build relationships with the people you're serving with. And that's where growth and change comes from and things like that. And I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, but yes, changing our hearts and getting into social acts and things like that. And then of course the benefit that comes out, um, of the other side with, uh, helping someone. And, um, so, okay. Uh, what about um, what are Christians? Where do we stand? I, this I've led off with this story, but in in civil rights um, and things like that. So when it comes down in quality, equality and pieces like that, do you consider that social action of the church? And um, where are we called to move into those areas outside of the church? Thoughts on that? <laughs> Hmm. Crickets. So I'll talk. Say that in another way. All right. So, um, Tom, your assistance um, with uh, the idea of we talked about toxic charity last episode. And instead of going down and building someone a church and saying, here's your church, (laughs) you better like it um, on the, you know, quote fingers mission trip 
Instead, you and I had kind of talked about that along the lines of toxic charity um, in the past, and you were like, you know, why not do a pilgrimage? Why not go out and learn? And then other people directed me, and, and we talked about it. It was like, okay, let's do a civil rights pilgrimage because there's so many things happening in our world right now. Um, when you go back to Genesis 127, I think, or, you know, people are not being treated as if they are created, as if we are all created in the image of God. So with that in mind, um, you know, it's like, let's look back to our past to learn from it and learn how people, you know, treated uh, black Americans, you know, uh, with hate and so on. And so many places from slavery on uh, through um, the 1960s and so on. And so we, I, with the help of many others, created this civil rights pilgrimage. And um, I have many people question, why are you doing this? What's the point? Really? Yes. And, um, you know, and, and which is which is okay. That's fine. You know, why are you doing this? Uh, well, uh, great. Thank you for giving me a chance to tell you. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think there is there is a sense of, you know, like, um, well, one, what are Christians doing this for? What's your point there? Um, and then the other is there aren't any issues. And, um, and so I think for myself through, um, you know, prayer and discernment and just listening, listening to specific people, um, in that are, let's just say different from myself, maybe in race, maybe in other areas, whatever it may be, and listening to their voices and hearing and seeing what's going on. It's like, you know, no, there are issues. (laughs) There's a lot of issues. And so when it comes to civil rights and I included, uh, equality in that, um, I think there's, much that the Christians can do. And this goes back to casting doubt on the status quo. Um, I mean, this is along the lines of what the, what, well, what I feel is a very misunderstood Kaepernick peaceful protest um, is doing. And um, so that's one area of that. And and Kaepernick, as we've discussed in the past, is a Christian and how uh, Everett had such a good point an article in a long time ago in the dehuman you know what i don't forget where that was at but how the difference of the world looks at kaepernick and uh, tebow and they're both christians but you know they're looked upon differently things like that so i feel that christians are called to work in this area as a part of social action in ushering in the kingdom um that we are to go out and work that all people are seen as a child of God and, and treated as so. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I don't know if yeah. I ended with a question. <laughs> <laughs> I kept waiting for it. Sorry. <laughs> what do you think, Tom? <laughs> well, I I agreed with everything you just said. I mean, okay. I I uh, I don't I. We have to decide why we're doing what we're doing and that's what we've been trying to talk about these last two episodes because people are always going to ask questions like why are you doing that mission trip right good question why are you doing that pilgrimage also a good question and we have to and to me it often comes down to motive and our motive can always be better but if we're doing good works um, for selfish reasons, even if we're unaware of those selfish reasons, we need to stop. Hmm. Um, at least we need to be honest about it. 
I guess the good work should still go on. Like, I don't think we should stop feeding the hungry because we're doing it selfishly. But we need to, we need to realize that that is not fulfilling Christ's goal for that good work. We we have to be doing these good works for love of neighbor. At least we should strive to do that. I know how many of us love our neighbor. I feel like I've talked myself into a hole now. Well, so. I'm gonna get you out of it because you you went. Well, I I. I, 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 I'm, I'll jump in. I, I, I think one is is to real, you know, is, you know, go back to what I said a, a while back was is that, you know, uh, as Stanley Howard Howard would say is that the church is political. It is a political organization. Right. Uh, and and by that I do not mean partisan po- politi- political, um, which I think that a lot of times um, our brothers and sisters on the left and the right both misunderstand. Um, the job of the church is is not to uphold um, either liberal or conservative American political um, ideas, but to be faithful to the witness of Christ crucified. Right. Um, and and so I, I think we have to embody that ethic in 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 what we do. Um, and so it goes down. So it goes to intent. Um, as Tom says, um, you know, why the why we are doing what we are doing. Um, and why, it, oh, go ahead. Why else? What that you? Uh, so Tom, you did break into this, making sure we're doing it for the right reasons. Can I have an example of the wrong reason? So Justin Dixon can be king of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> King well, of social like action. Uh, toxic charity. We're taking her. Okay. Our, I mean, I took kids down to Mexico for 10 years, which was right. in, in some ways so amazing. But I wondered, did this make us feel good that we could help these folks and it put the power in our hands? Here, you got to let us build this church for right. you, right. you know, because you can't do it. And you have to question those motives. Um, I would Should love have- to know. I would love to know if you went back and asked those kids today, because what is this? Fifteen years now. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but fifteen years. What change? And and as we kind of alluded to earlier in the episode, I think it would be their hearts. No matter what was done, and I'm not saying that that's okay, but I would think <laughs> I would say you know the relationships built. Um, is an interesting piece to this of, of what actually changed and where the people who you were trying to help, whether that was good or not. Um, but but I know what you mean too. This is a power of uh, 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 you use the terms power. You have mm-hmm. the power, and you're saying do this and do that. So um, okay, that's what I. Sorry, I interrupted you to. Say no, that. that was a, that was good. Okay, Everett, did you have more? Well, um, Caleb Roberts. Um, has a really, really um, awesome article um, that actually came out today, uh, this morning, in which he Jeez, talks man. about the... Huh? Jeez, you're up reading at like 4 a.m. to prep? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I woke, I woke up this morning and I miss, I missed all the time, so I like got up, thought I was late, and realized <laughs> it said 5.40, not 6.40. I can't be late, um, Justin will get on to me. <laughs> Everett is so dedicated. I'm more dedicated than you all. Um, but but he, ta- he he talks about um, that that the res- that that what what Christianity, particularly in America, for the last however many years has done, has offered a false 
notion of, of, of the gospel of self-improvement. And that what, what wow. he calls for is a return to asceticism um, as, you know, so, so asceticism is, um, is the way in which we begin to offer um, sort of a new social consciousness. Whereas self-improvement is privatized, it's me, it's what, you know, me becoming a better self. Mm. Um, asceticism is about looking into the beauty um, and depth of God and being changed and formed into um, that identity. And so he, he offers asceticism as an alternative to the false gospel of, um, of self-improvement. And I think that the, which we can put in the show notes, um, the article and is is worth is worth reading. Wow, that's good. Yeah. I would love to read that. <laughs> yeah, and I'd like to retract most of what I said a minute ago because <laughs> I think I, I mean, I, we were all about motives when I was where I came. You know, in the modern world, what's your motive? What's your motive? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that motive matters as much in some ways because actions change motives. You know, hmm. actions change hearts. So, anyway, I have no gone through. To... Okay, so jumping on what um, I still haven't figured out what the word you're saying is, Everett. Um, <laughs> assist? What assessment? It's not an assessment. What is it? Asceticism. Yep. <laughs> Asceticism. Okay. All right. I'll look that one up. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I, I have gone through a stage and I, and I, the, uh, since you started talking about this, I remember that stage of me trying to make myself into this self improved human. And I thought that was the gospel. I thought the gospel was, is I need to be healthy so others can see this. I need to be perfect so that, you know, others can see this. I need to, you know, do the right amount of, um, of uh, social work and have the 2.5 kids and the perfect family and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I thought that was part of Christianity. Um, yeah. So that self-notion of self-improvement, I think you said, what a great timing of an article. Um, you got to send me that, Everett. Um, yeah. And, and I, I've, I've gone through that fake gospel understanding of just like, okay, so if I get so improved, people are going to look at me and think, oh, well, that's what Christianity looks like, or that's what, um, you know, following Christ looks like, you know, <laughs> which is wrong, absolutely wrong, you know. Um, hmm, that's really good. I'm not sure how we and got so it. And so asceticism proper is about self-discipline um, as opposed to self-improvement, which self-improvement improvement is something that seems to be somewhat, you know, kind of commercialized and, you know, I mean, this is my critique of Rob Bell, right? I mean, here, come and hear me, you know, pay me a hundred dollars to sit and tell me, tell you how to be a better person. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. I keep paying a hundred dollars. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's jump into something else real quick. Okay. Um, Fighting injustices. And as Christians, I think that we are called to stand up in the way of injustices. And over history, many have. And, um, and, and I think that's kind of an understanding. I, you know what? I would hope that that is, my hope is that is, that is like everyone's shaking their head as listening, going, yep, yep. 
but <laughs> it seems like things it seems like it's such a hot debatable topic whenever we get into an area of what is injustice and um you know i i'm sorry i don't mean to go back to the Kaepernick thing and, and, and the shooting of unarmed black men. And, and you know what? That's a perfect example, exactly. Because when as soon as I said that, some people may get upset with me and some people will just shake their head. Yep. And it seems like things that are wrong just become so debatable when we're talking about human life. And that's confusing to me. <laughs> so... Um, well, I mean, so let me, I'll, so I'll jump in on this one. Um, I don't, so, so the question of whether innocent, unarmed black men should be shot or not, you know, I don't think is debatable for, for Christians. Okay. Right. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope all Christians would agree with that yeah. statement. Right. Right. Now the question of whether Kaepernick should kneel or not kneel, I don't think it is it, it it I think that is up for debate. I okay. mean, okay. I I don't I don't personally have a problem that Kaepernick is is kneeling. I don't I you know I'm, I mean I it, it's a it's a it's a it's a form of protest and right. and I understand that there's people for whom that you know deeply offends their you know notions of um, mutual respect and, yeah. and all those things. But I don't I I don't think that criticizing him necessarily is christian or unchristian mm, does that make okay. sense yeah yeah yeah. that's great thank you for that so yep. so i think sometimes what happens is as a society we we jump on to this thing and we're not actually dealing with the real issue whether kaepernick stands or kneels is it, i don't think is it is you know I think we've over. I think we spent more time and energy on that. Agreed. I agreed, and that the, actually draws the bigger from question the is, focus. What's, yeah, what sorry. is the proper role for the relationship between Christianity and the civil state? Yep. Um, yep. Civil religion, um, and you know, what is the Christian response to um, to injustice? Um, and that's the bigger question. It's not whether somebody stands or or kneels. Excellent. Thank you, Everett. That's great. Tom, you have input? Well, about the Ka Colin Kaepernick. No, you don't have to talk about that. I, I, <laughs> okay. more about, and, and I thought Everett did a great job of leading us down the road of injustices and then the squirrel. Um, in that, that we get distracted by things in America. You know, it's, 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 and that's an easy thing. And yeah, I think that's a, honestly, I feel like that's a media and political move of distracting us from what the real issue is. Um, and um, just, okay, sorry, go. I won't keep going. Well, I guess this, this just all leads to what the real question is. What is the mission of the church? I think it's related to social action. It includes social action. It includes making disciples. It includes teaching people the gospel. Um, and we we fall short or we if we forget any part of that we we can't only be about the social action we can't only be about the evangel evangelism side of it and we, and we can't falsely connect them you know what i mean yep. like we talked about earlier so um 
All right. Yeah, that's it. I think that, <clears throat> and I know we're out of time, um, <clears throat> but I wanted to kind of touch on the injustices. I think that as a church community, we have to uh, come together and discuss these things and hold these things lightly to, so that we can sit down and talk about them and discern and pray where we're being led and where the gospel is leading us. And so um, it, it, and it's hard, it's hard, especially when someone feels like their opinion isn't heard. Um, on whatever it, it is, whether it is this, you know, Kaepernick thing or, or the shootings and things like that, um, we have to come together as a community because I think that's where Christ is so that we can decide what the best actions, and I hope there is prayer and action in these types of things because it's confusing. I mean, I, more or less, I can, I can go stagnant. Uh, because there's so much noise um, from social media and so many things that it actually moves me into a place of, of just like of complacency. And, um, and, I, and I don't think that's right either. Uh, so, but I think it, it's done in relationship with other people in community and sitting down and deciding what, what is right using uh, the Bible reason and tradition and i think that's what we rely upon is the spirit to move us into the right place and um, i hope this conversation has given people an opportunity to hear all of these different things so they can sit down and discuss it with you know people in their community so they can decide where they're being led by the spirit because i think as christians and i'm pretty sure we all agree that we are called to go out and be a part in social action and fight injustice and uh, ensure that civil rights uh, for all are there um, because we are all created in the image of God. Um, no one's left out of that <laughs> whatsoever. So hopefully this opens the door for those types of discussions and uh, spirit-led action. Okay. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.